Welcome to the Wisdom Calls channel, helping you understand the Bible better so you can have a better relationship with God and what your pastor never told you.com, helping you navigate the end times so you can stand firm until the return of Christ. Get ready. This is not your average Bible study. This is not for the faint of heart. If it's controversial and in the Bible, we'll talk about it. We are unashamedly, unabashedly, and unpredictably bringing out the truth in God's Word. And now, introducing your dynamic hostess with the mostest. She's an international speaker, author, and self-admitted nerd for the Word, Dana Crosby. Are you ready to find out what your pastor might not have told you about the book of Revelation, chapter 8? That's coming up. Make sure to visit whatyourpastorneverToldYou.com. Hey everybody, this is Dana with the Wisdom Calls channel, helping you to understand the Bible better so that you can have a better relationship with God. Welcome to Bible study today. We are in the midst of our wildly popular prophecy series and end times prophecy series, and it has been a fascinating journey so far. If you have missed any of those videos, make sure to click the links that I'll provide so that you can go ahead and start from the beginning because they definitely build on one another. If you're new here, consider subscribing down below because we post new videos approximately three times a week, and you're not going to want to miss out on any of the videos, trust me, from this revelation series. It is a fascinating study. With that being said, I want to go over some ground rules real quick before we go ahead and get started. Number one, we are probably going to disagree at some point about something from the book of Revelation. It is a book about prophecy and therefore we see through a glass dimly as the scriptures say. So we may not agree or totally see eye to eye about everything in this book. Nonetheless, it behooves us to study it. And as iron sharpens iron, one person can sharpen another. As we do that sharpening, let's make sure to love and respect each other. I will continue to love and respect you, even if and when you disagree with me about some of the issues in this in this study. And I, I ask the same for you. If you do comment down below, make sure to cite the scripture references. Don't just, you know, riddle off the doctrine of the pre-trib doctrine, for example, um, in the comments down below, because I have studied it quite extensively. Um, but if you want to cite different scriptures, then we can go over those scriptures together. And I'd be glad to share with you the scriptures that I have found as well. So let's continue to love and respect one another. With that being said, I am so excited because where we left off in chapter seven was kind of like a cliffhanger and I couldn't wait to get to chapter eight with you guys. That's why I'm recording it. If you notice why I'm wearing the same shirt in multiple of my videos, it's because I just get on a roll and we do one video right after another. It's called batch recording. So we do that. And I just want to also mention to you guys, in case you're wondering for future Bible study, that the chapter and verse separations or breaks in chapters in your Bible, those are not inspired. Those are not like God said, okay, this is chapter seven and now this is chapter eight. That's not how it works. In the original languages, there was no separation. It was flowing one concept right to the next. And sometimes where those chapter breaks come, it actually does a disservice in understanding the scripture because everything from the previous chapter is what leads up to the point being made in verse one of the next chapter. Those chapter and verse demarcations are there just for our ease of reference so that I can show you exactly where I'm reading from. So it's easy to find those locations, but sometimes it can uh, inhibit Bible study a little bit. And so with that being said, we were going through the different seals that had been peeled off. Jesus was, the lamb was peeling off those seals and different things were happening. We saw at the sixth 
sixth seal, the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And we saw then all of a sudden um, the multitude in heaven of people that were believers all of a sudden right there in heaven, which I believe is pointing to, and many other people, actually many other scholars believe that that is pointing to the rapture. There is disagreement and debate on that. That's why this is one of the most hotly debated books in the Bible, but that's okay. We can disagree and we can go through these issues together. So now as we come to chapter eight, we're coming to the seventh seal. We'll find out what happens next. Read along with me. I'm going to be reading out of the NIV version. Version. When he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about a half an hour. So imagine all of a sudden these angels and creatures, living creatures that had been falling down, worshiping God over and over again. Now all of a sudden there's silence. That seems really significant. It says, and I saw the seven angels who stand before God and the seven trump and seven trumpets given to them. Now, I want to talk to you a bit about the trumpets. Okay, so some people believe that the trumpets come in chronological order right after the seals. And the reason that they believe that is because in the narrative, we get the seals first, the seven seals, and then we get the seven trumpets. And so we see this chronology that's happening. But I will also say there are other places in the scriptures, for example, in Genesis, where we get the first seven days of creation, and then it goes back and it gives us more detail about that time period right after that. And so it's not telling us about him creating Adam and Eve all over again, like a second time, it's actually giving us detail about when he created them the first time. And so some people hold to the view that that these events all happen chronologically, the seven seals first and then the seven trumpets. And there is some weight to that argument. There is also some weight to the argument, and I'm going to share some of those ideas with you as well, about why those the trumpets could be congruent with some of the seals, at least some of the seals, if not all of the seals. We're going to talk a little bit about those issues. I can't say that I have 100% decided for sure what I feel the scripture is saying. And I think that that's a safe place for you to get to is until you've really studied the scriptures and really wrestled with them all before you come to a, this is where I really believe that, that things, um, that things are. And I think with books of prophecy, it makes more sense to have like a working theory about these things. And then, um, as things become more and more clear with more and more scripture references, we become more and more assured of our theory that we have. So, um, it says right here, and I saw seven angels who stand before God and seven trumpets were given to them. I noticed some translations actually say, then I saw seven angels who were before God and, tr and seven trumpets given to them. And whenever it's important that you know whether the word is and or then, like sometimes it doesn't really make much difference if it says and or then. But in this context, it kind of matters so that we know, is this a chronology? Like, does this happen after or does it not? It's important to go to the Greek, to the original languages. So in this case, it's the Greek. And I shared with you guys in a previous video of how to study the Bible like a pro, how to use your interlinear Bible that are available for free online. Point being, when I look this up online, that book there is actually, or that word there is actually the word and. It's not the word then. So this is just saying, and I saw. And so at different part, parts of his vision, he is being allowed to see different things. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's happening in a chronological way, but it's happening in a way for him to have further understanding about certain things. And I will talk to you a little bit about that more later. 
So, and I saw the seven angels who stand before God and seven trumpets were given to them. And we had actually seen earlier in the book of Revelation that when the angel called to John to come up to heaven, it said that he had the voice of a trumpet. So I think it's interesting that they are given trumpets, but they also have voices that sound like trumpets. Another angel who had a golden censer came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all of God's people on the golden altar in front of the throne. So we had read in Revelation chapter 5 that um, these elders had bowls of incense and those the incense was the prayers of the saints. And so here it says this angel was given much incense to offer and that it's the prayers of the saints. So we don't have to guess as to the interpretation of what is in the bowl. It is the prayers of the saints. So to me, this is saying that these are the prayers of the saints while they're still in earth. I am doubtful of the opinion that is the prayers of the saints while they are in heaven. I'm not saying it's impossible for that to be, but to me, this makes much more sense that this is the prayers of God's people as they're going through the great tribulation. There, there are many prayers that are being offered up. And so that is... That would be from the vantage point of this trumpet and th this section of scripture happening prior to the rapture that we just read about in Revelation chapter 6. But again, that is just a working theory. Okay, so it says here in verse 4, the smoke of the incense together with the prayers of God's people went up before, the go before God from the angel's hand. The angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and hurled it on the earth. And there came peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. Then the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to sound them. The first angel sounded his trumpet, and there came hail and fire mixed with blood, and it was hurled down on the earth. A third of the earth was burned up, a third of the trees were burned up, and all of the green grass was burned up. So major fire hitting the earth. A third of the earth, a third of the trees, and all of the green grass burned up. A second angel sounded his trumpet, and it was something like a huge mountain all ablaze being thrown into the sea. And a third of the sea turned into blood, and a third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. So this huge tumult that happens ends up killing a third of all of the saltwater creatures, and a third of the ships are destroyed. I mean, you can imagine the tsunami type effect that this would have on the oceans. The third angel sounded his trumpet, and a great star blazing like a torch fell from the sky on a third of the rivers and a third of the springs of the water. And the name of the star